We just stepped on their face with a hobnailed boot and broke their nose. One, two, three. Bullshit. Welcome to the Title Run Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Bethay, here today with the first Atlanta Braves podcast of 2021. If you're new to the show, please like and subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. Please follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter, and you can also email us, titlerunsports at gmail.com. So the Braves hit the quarter mark today for their season, just finishing game 40 in a traditional 162 game season. And I'm here with grades and thoughts about the very, very underwhelming start that the Braves have had to the 2021 season. So let's start with the Braves' overall record. They currently sit at 19-21, and 21, the 19th best record in baseball, 10th best record in the National League, and the third best record in their division, the NL East, sitting two games behind the New York Mets for first place. Even with a sub-500 record, the Braves are very much still in the mix for the division title, and the wild card because the entire NL East has just really struggled this season with no one able to really pull away due to injuries, slow starts, hitting all around the league. So as much as the Braves have really underachieved and been unimpressive and played uninspired baseball to start the year, and it seems like their yearly win-loss record has been like an EKG. They've been going... Win three, lose four. Win two, lose three. And there doesn't seem to be any consistency at all in how they play. Having said all that, they're still in contention for the NL East title. So I I think this is a race that's going to be carrying way into the second half of the year, well into August and possibly even September. So there's a lot of baseball to be played, and I don't think the Braves fans should panic. But having said that, there are some real areas of concern when you look at the statistics and how the Braves are trending. So, starting with the offensive report card. Statistical ranks, and I'm going to say a whole bunch of numbers here. Hopefully I don't bore you to death. The Braves link 7th in the major leagues in OPS, 20th in batting average at 229. Uh, the OPS is 730. They're tied for 12th in strikeouts, 9th in walks, 9th in total runs scored. Ninth in runs per game at 4.68 runs per game. 20th in hits. 14th in weighted runs created plus, which is one of the metrics that a lot of the stat heads love to use. So one weighted runs created plus is essentially the metric that's kind of the catch-all for the offensive side of the ball that a lot of people like, um, even more so than war. And overall war, offensively the Braves are 10th, and the Braves lead the National League and the major leagues, and home runs with 59. Ronald Acuna is actually tied for the Major League Baseball lead with 12 home runs, and Freddie Freeman is right behind him at 11. So offensively, I'd give the Braves a grade of C with a trend moving up because for the most part, the Braves have actually been averaging closer to five runs a game for the last two and a half weeks or so, about the last 15 to 16 games. But they're not doing it like they did last year where they would draw a bunch of walks, string together a bunch of hits, and then – Late in games, when they needed a big hit, they'd smash a two-run home run to break the game open or make a comeback. This year, they're having to rely heavily on the long ball. And so they're still smacking a lot of home runs, but it's with batting averages that are in the 220s instead of batting averages that are in the 320s and 330s like they were last year. And some of that was to be expected, but 
when we go over some of these individual batting averages, you couldn't have expected this much of a regression for some of the offensive talent the Braves have on this roster. So prior to getting hurt, Travis Darno was batting 220, Freddie Freeman's batting 221, Albies is batting 245, Dansby's batting 203. Austin Riley has been one of the bright spots, batting 285 with three home runs and 10 RBIs. Marcelo Zuna is batting 224. Christian Pache has been a train wreck, batting 111. And Ronald Acuna Jr., who had the phenomenal start to the season, is batting right around 300. Um, so I just went through guys that were supposed to be the heart of your lineup, and you've only got one person hitting over 300. And Almost everybody in the Braves' regular lineup hitting under 250. So, again, you can probably count on the fact that the Braves aren't going to end the season with Freddie hitting 220 and Marcelo Zuna hitting 220. But it just underscores how bad it's been. And when you look at the OPS, the Braves only have one player with an OPS of over 1,000. That's Ronald Acuna Jr. Last year, I believe the Braves had three. I know that... uh. Freddie and Arzuna were over a thousand. I think Acuna was in the ballpark. I might, I might be wrong on that. But even going through the odd base percentages, Freddie's at 347, Albies is at 318, Dansby's at 272, Austin Riley at 385. Not a single one of the Braves' regular starters has an on base percentage over 400. The Braves aren't drawing walks like they used to. They're in the middle league in that category. They were near the top five of the league last year. And overall, they've just been a boomer bust offense. It's either hit three home runs and score seven runs or hit no home runs and score one run. And so while I think this trend is going to change, and Brian Snicker's been saying this all season long, the bats are going to wake up, the bats are going to wake up. And he's right. I mean, you have to figure, if all these guys just hit 250, how many more runs a game are you scoring? You're already ninth in the net. You're already ninth in baseball in a run. So if you, these guys all get back up to hitting 250, you probably have a top five offense. But the offense has been disappointing. It has definitely underperformed. But fortunately, that has not necessarily carried over to the defensive side of the field, where the Braves have actually been pretty solid. They rank 12th in defensive runs above average, um, at .7 defensive runs above average, which means their defense is performing better than league average, but not an elite level. So their defense generally is a positive. The Braves have only committed 19 errors, which is the sixth fewest in baseball, and they have the sixth highest fielding percentage at 986 so I would grade the defense at a B minus with the trend being that it's holding steady there was some concern about William Contreras going behind the plate and we did have two odd pitches today arguably maybe one of those he probably could have stopped so he he is still learning on the job defensively but Alex Jackson who was the catcher who was supposed to be our defensive catcher is injured right now was absolutely atrocious at the plate hitting 043 at the plate and so we've brought Jeff Mathis on as our extra defensive catcher with Travis Darnot hurt also and maybe not even returning this year. But other than that, you've gotten pretty solid defense from the right side of the diamond with a few hiccups from the left side of the diamond out of Riley and Dansby Swanson, but nothing of major concern. Ozuna has actually not been terrible out in left field, and you've had a revolving door in center with Pache being good, Ender being Ender, and Heredia actually playing decent center field and hitting really well. So those have been all pleasant surprises. The Braves fielding, I think, has actually been better this year than it was last year so far. Then moving on to the pitching, uh, overall, the Braves staff ranks 24th in majors with an ERA of 465, 11th in strikeouts, 26th in whip at 1.4 walks and hits per innings pitched, 
So just basically the number of base runners they're allowing. 253 batting average against, which is 25th in baseball. 22nd in walks allowed at 151. So those numbers indicate that the Braves do have an overall below average staff somewhere in the bottom third of baseball. And if you're a Braves fan and you've been watching the games, it matches what we see. So looking at their starting pitching and isolating those, those statistics specifically, they are 16th in wins above average, 17th in ERA at 4.3, 13th in walks per nine innings, 24th in pitching war, 12 in starting innings pitched. And I would give this overall a grade of C- minus because as average as those numbers are, they are actually better than the Braves' starting pitching numbers were last year. Where I don't know if people remember how much of a train wreck the Braves' pitching staff was. As I covered in my preview of the Braves, which you can see on YouTube, our YouTube channel, the Braves had, I think it was three pitchers with an ERA over eight that started at least three games last year. I mean, it's insane when you go back and really look at it. You think that this team was within one game of the World Series. And their pitching staff, their pitching rotation last year was a train wreck. This year, it's just been like an EKG. It's Huascari Noah has been good, really good. And everyone else has been pick a day and they're good, pick a day and they're terrible. And just going through and looking at some of the trends, you have Charlie Morton with an ERA of 5.08. Max Fried with an ERA of 6.55. Who saw that coming? Bryce Wilson in his couple of games, ERA of 5.5. I just, it's just hard to find the bright spots. You basically had Ian Anderson and Enoa pitch well, and everybody else has been bad or average. <laughs> so the starting rotation overall, because of Enoa and the fact that Anderson has been solid, hasn't been a complete train wreck. But you can't get by having competent starting pitching in only two out of five spots with 40% of your rotation. And you have to figure that when Free gets completely healthy, he's gonna be, he's gonna get right. But with the with the news that we may have lost Soroka for the entire season with a further setback with his Achilles injury, if the Braves can't get better pitching out of Smiley and Morton, who are two that you are counting on, they may have to go find yet another starting rotation arm at the trade deadline. And I just don't know if Alex Anthopoulos is gonna be able to beg, borrow, and steal that money for out of Liberty Media, considering how stingy they seem to have been with the money that we needed to get to sign Shane Green. So it remains to be seen if the Braves will be adding a starting pitching arm, which they very much need. And again, that midseason acquisition was supposed to be Mike Soroka coming back from injury, but is that going to happen now? I mean, will Soroka pitch this year at all? Those are things that are very much up for debate. The bullpen's been the area where you knew the Braves were going to have some regression because Mark Melanson was gone, Shane Green was gone. You didn't necessarily expect Tyler Matzik and A.J. Minter to have ERAs under one for most of the year like they did last year. I think we shared in the preview that Matzik was striking out batters at like an absurd like 11 per nine inning rate or something that was just ridiculous. And You can't expect that again this year. But... You also didn't expect them to just completely fall off the map. And for the Braves' bullpen, it's been one issue all year long, and it's walks. Let's look at these walk totals. Will Smith's given up eight walks and 16 innings pitched. A.J. Minter, nine walks and 17 innings pitched. Tyler Matzik, 10 walks and 17 innings pitched. Luke Jackson, eight walks and 14 innings, pit, and 14 innings pitched. Nate Jones, who was horrible when he was here, 10 walks and 10 innings pitched. So 
walks have been the issue. I mean, without question, the Braves relievers put too many runners on base. It's that simple. They don't make teams earn their runs. And the ERAs reflect this. You know, you have Smith with an ERA of 4.5, Tom with an ERA of 6.1, although his ERA is inflated off of really just one bad outing his last time out. A.J. Minner with an ERA of 4.5, Nate Jones with a 5, Jesse Biddle with a 7, Sean Newcomb with a 7, Carl Edwards Jr. with an ERA of 81 in one appearance where he got shelled. So the overall statistical rankings kind of match what we see when we look at the individual performances. They're 24th in bullpen ERA, 26th in bullpen whip, and I would give our bullpen a rating of D-plus, Simply because, as bad as it's been, we aren't the worst bullpen in baseball. And I would say that I think this is going to trend up because you just got Chris Martin back, and you're going to be adding Shane Green, and they're going to be adding the one thing that the bullpen is lacking, which is two power arms on the right-hand side. Our bullpen, I believe, is carrying five left-handed pitchers, and we just had no one to get right-handed batters out, and it shows. And I think that might be part of what's contributing to the walks is that we do not have right-handed power arms that we can rely on. We have Luke Jackson and Josh Tomlin. So if you feel like trotting those two out in high leverage situations, God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. Overall, I'd give our pitching so far in the year a D plus. I just I, I think that the issue for me is even though the numbers don't indicate that we're a bottom of the league rotation, we're probably like a top 20-ish rotation in a bottom third bullpen. But I think the biggest concern for me is that the bullpen just underachieved. Like this is a bullpen that shouldn't be a bottom third of the league bullpen, even with a little bit of the expected regression, this bullpen should be better. So backing out and taking a wide-angle view of the Braves, what's been good? Well, the lineup has been good for about the last two and a half weeks, averaging over five runs a game. I do think the lineup is trending in the right direction. We're continuing to hit home runs. Hopefully we'll be drawing more walks and getting on base more. But we're starting to get back into some of that late inning clutchness that we saw last year. The Braves just dropped seven runs in the seventh inning today to come back from an 8-0 deficit and make that game really close, say, with the Brewers. And you're seeing the Braves do more and more of that, pulling out an unbelievable win the other day in extra innings um, this past Sunday, I believe it was. Just an unbelievable ball game if you didn't see that one. So the lineup has been good for the last two and a half weeks or so. Huascari Noah has been unbelievable. Best starting pitcher in our rotation by far. And also swinging the bat well. This is going to be the stat of the day. So if you hear nothing else in the podcast today, listen to this. Inoa has more home runs in RBIs than Ender Inciarte, Johan Camargo, Alex Jackson, and Christian Pache combined. Two home runs and six RBIs. The rest of those that I just mentioned have a combined one home run and five RBIs. Ronald Acuna has been Ronald Acuna. He started off absolutely on fire at an MVP level. He's gotten nicked up a couple times, currently out with an ankle injury, but he's been really good. And then the bats of Austin Riley and William Contreras have been good. Um, Contreras being a pleasant surprise with his hitting as well, with him hitting as well as he has to start off. 265, 359 on base percentage. Not killing it, but he's got three home runs and eight RBIs. And man, if he's going to give you that kind of value from the catcher position with a, a 977 OPS, I mean, that's going to help replace what you lost in Travis Darnot, who was off to a very, very difficult start this year. And then also. Austin Riley, we talked about 280, providing some power for you, playing a solid third base. He's been he's had a good start to the year also. What's been not so good? The pitching. Like, all of it. Like, 
it's been bad. <laughs> I mean, specifically, I've already mentioned this, the lack of right-handed relievers and the struggles of Matzik and Minner, who are guys that you were counting on to have good years. And if they are just 80% of what they were last year and Chris Martin is healthy, your bullpen is not having any of is not having the same kind of struggles that it's having right now. And Will Smith has to be better. He's up and down. He's lights out one day. He's getting shelled another day. And the thing is, Will Smith, is he seems like he's never working clean innings. You know, Brian Stecker said the other day he's been nails all year. And while Will Smith's been racking up saves, and he technically doesn't have any blown saves to this point, it just feels like he's never working clean innings. And I don't feel like this is the same guy that was pitching for San Francisco getting ERAs under three in 2018 and 2019. So... I think Smith really has yet to find his groove, and he's just allowing so many base runners. And I think that's indicated by a whip that's 1.38. And with relievers, you kind of have to, especially closers, the ERA can kind of be deceiving because closers pitch so few innings that having a higher array can happen after just one start. I remember back in like when John Smoltz was closing for the Braves, he had one bad inning like earlier in the year where he gave like eight runs, and his ERA never recovered for the rest of the year. And I think he ended up saving 50 games. But um, – Looking at his whip, which is the number of base runners allowed, and his strikeout rate, those are two really good indicators. A whip of 1.38, whereas last year Smith, with the same ERA, had a whip of 0.94. And looking at the strikeout rate, Smith striking out over batter per inning, which is good, but he's walking a batter every two innings, which is bad. So his strikeout to walk ratio is only 2.5, whereas the last three to four years of his career was 4.5. So he's not completely at the top of his game right now. And the hope is that he finds it and that we get Shane Green back in there to be a lockdown eighth inning setup guy along with Chris Martin to get this bullpen back to some semblance of what it was last year. Going back to more things that haven't been good, the struggles of Freddie Nozuna we've already talked about a little bit, but you didn't necessarily expect Marcelo Zuna to repeat as a triple crown winner, and you didn't figure Freddie would be MVP good again this year, but for Freddie to have as slow of a start as he's had now that we're 40 games in is a little bit concerning because... Freddie has always hit, you know, dry spells in a season. But Freddie's dry spells were the kind that were usually, you know, 7 to 10 games, and then he's back mashing again. And while he's hitting the home runs, he's got a lot of RBIs at 27, you know, which is in the top, you know, 10 major leagues. It's just not looking the same. He's got a lot of soft contact, lots of ground balls. He's not driving the ball the other way like he does when he's right. And it just doesn't feel or look the same. And we knew that everything wouldn't be as good as last year, but it feels like everything's overcorrected. And if you told me at the end of this year, Ozuna's going to end up hitting 250, but he's going to give you 30 home runs and 87 RBIs, I would say that sounds about right. I would expect him to regress back to that kind of level, which since what he did the year before he got to the Braves, he was a 240 hitter that hit like 29 bombs and 80 something RBIs. Okay, we'll take that. But you still expect Freddie to be a guy that's going to end up with 32 home runs, 110 RBIs, and bat between 290 and 310. That's what you expect, and he might still get there. I would still bet on him to get there, but he just hasn't looked the same, and we're not used to seeing Freddie when healthy go through these extended dry spells. So that's been a, that's been a part of the line that's been disappointing, and then Christian Pache, my goodness. Um, we said his defense would carry him early on in his career. He was discussed as an Andrew Jones-level defender, which is ridiculously high praise. And early on, he's flashed high-level defense. But when we said that his defense could carry him early on in his career, we were wrong. 
were we were so wrong. We were we were very very wrong. Um, he's become such a black hole offensively. The Braves fans are actually happy to see him replaced in the lineup with Ender and Ciarte. That's where we're at. I mean, Ender's actually become a, a more viable offensive candidate in the lineup, and we have been rooting to see Guillermo Heredia play over both of them because he can actually hit. So Pache actually has a negative war so far this season, even with his strong defense, meaning the Braves are statistically actually better with him on the bench than they are with him out there playing, probably at some point gold glove caliber defense. So there's that. Now, here's the big question as we close. Can the Braves be fixed? I'll go ahead and say, as I've said already, I think the lineup is going to correct itself. I really do. I think the Braves are going to end up having like the top eight-ish offense by the time the year is done. They're already trending that way. And if they all start clicking again, they could be back into being a top five offense. What you got out of the Braves last year, I don't think that that's the kind of lineup we have. But I do think the Braves could have a top six to eight offense, and that's going to really help because I don't know if the starting pitching is going to get fixed. The bullpen's going to improve with Shane Green, who should have been signed four months ago. I don't know why we waited so long, but he's back. Chris Martin's healthy. That's going to knock some guys out of the bullpen that don't need to be there, like Nate Jones, who I believe we've already released, Caldwell Jr. Maybe it'll limit the number of reps Luke Jackson gets, and it'll limit the role for Sean Newcomb. But that's going to be two right-handed arms that are really helpful to use in high-leverage situations. And I think that's going to be a huge asset in the late-game management. I just don't know if there's a solution for the rotation. And if the Braves and if the Braves can't get more than competent starting pitching out of two guys in the rotation, I think their ceiling is a wild card team that's probably going to lose in the first second round of the playoffs. Like this team cannot compete with the Dodgers and Padres and Giants and all the other good teams in the National League with the rotation as it is. So either we're going to have to get Soroka back Smiley's going to have to figure it out. Morton's going to have to figure it out. Or else we're going to be a team that's really good on offense and is going to be shut down in the playoffs because that's what happens in the playoffs. You don't hit the same way. And we're going to be looking at a first-run exit. So so at the one-quarter mark of the year, I think Braves fans should be bullish about where we're headed offensively, hopeful about where we could be headed in the bullpen, and really concerned about where we're heading with the starting rotation. And... I will say this as I close. The Braves had one of the worst rotations in baseball, literally bottom third of the league last year, and were nearly in a World Series. But that was with an elite bullpen, an elite offense, and I'm not sure that we have the pieces for either of those this year. Either way, go Braves. I can't wait to see what happens in the next quarter of the season. This has been Dave Bethay for the Title Run Sports Podcast. That's it for today. Thank you for listening.